This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow morning. You're going to hear Dory Clark join me and how she charges $10,000 per speech and has sold well over 30,000 books. Okay, Top Tribe, you're going to love my guest today. Her name is Dory Clark, and she's the author of Reinventing You, Stand Out, and the ebook Stand Out Networking. She's a former presidential campaign spokeswoman. She teaches at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business and is consult as a consultant and speaker for clients such as Google, Morgan Stanley, and the World Bank. You're going to love her free download at Stand Out Self-Assessment Workbook at DoryClark.com. Dory, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am, Nathan. All right, let's do it. So first things first, I'm on your website. You're doing so many things. What is your main focus right now? My main focus right now is continuing to promote my book, Stand Out, which came out in April. Um, the book launch process is the most intense in the first couple of months after it comes out, but it's a little bit never-ending. And so uh, six, six months later, I'm still trudging around. Uh, in about a half an hour, I'm going to be catching a flight to Toronto to go give a, a lecture at the University of Toronto and uh, just continue plugging it and getting the word out. Well, you know, everything I ever hear about book launches is it's a lot of work. You lose a lot of money and there's a lot of travel. Are those true or false? <laughs> They're mostly true. Um, <laughs> these days, there's actually a lot less travel because publishers have become loath to pay for book tours. So largely, if you are going to have a book tour, you need to pay for it yourself. I'm actually really fortunate because I was able to be uh, rather persuasive and convinced my publisher to foot the bill for mine. But you have to show them that you have a really good plan to do it. Um, these days, actually, the preferred method of uh, of book tours is the virtual book tour and appearing on podcasts like this one. So I've, I've tried to have a complimentary strategy. Well, I have to tell you the Top Tribe Dory is insane. The podcast launched recently. We're going to hit a million downloads, I think, by Christmas. It's unbelievable. So I'm glad that you're coming on. And, you know, we've had a lot of authors on. Um, you probably know, actually, Jay Papazon, who wrote The One Thing with Gary Keller. Sure. I don't know him personally, but I, I definitely know him by reputation. Well, I have to tell you, he came on in episode 36 and articulated how he sold 27,000 books in his first week doing three things really specifically. So I want to dive in because what the Top Tribe is really interested in is our funnels that are working for smart folks online, the top entrepreneurs online. And you are certainly at the top with the book launch, but I want to make sure we focus on the right area. Is the book really your main income stream or is there one of these other things on your website, like you're speaking or consulting, that really is your main business? Well, you know, I actually very deliberately tried to diversify my revenue stream a couple of years ago. Um, up until about 2013, which is when my first book, Reinventing You, came out, I made my money almost exclusively from uh, having a marketing consultancy. And so that that was the, the biggest thing that I did. Um, but I decided that I wanted to have a more location-independent business, and I wanted to have just more freedom and autonomy to be able to travel and, and do what I wanted. And so I, I realized that for me, the path was to create a lot of different revenue streams. So there's about five or six things that I actually do in equal measure these days uh, and that I get pretty much equal revenues from. Still a little bit of consulting, 
I started doing some executive coaching, uh, which emerged organically out of my books, uh, which are aimed more at self-improvement for individual executives. Uh, I, I write the books now and, uh, and do some blogging, which I get paid for. Um, I do a lot of keynote speaking. And then uh, I is also paid teach business Dory, that I'm curious, is that paid keynote speaking? Almost always. Almost always, um, okay. There's, uh, there's some events like this one at the University of Toronto that I'm doing for free, mostly uh, for, for book sales, uh, because the book sales are packaged with the, uh, with the admission, and because I wanted to make a strategic incursion into the Canadian market. Um, uh, so for certain events, I'll, I'll waive the fee, but, uh, but yes, it is a, a significant six-figure revenue stream for me. That's great. Well, I would love to, because a lot of the top tribe, you know, they're they're uh, consultants or bloggers that have a big list and they're trying to figure out how to monetize it or they're on the speaking circuit, but they're doing pro bono stuff and wondering the right thing to say to finally land that first paid speaking gig. So let's focus there. Do you remember the first time you actually got paid for your first, for your first gig? I do. Okay, absolutely. Tell us that story. Yeah. So, so up, up until that point, I had, um, mostly been speaking for free or maybe just for a tiny honorarium, like, Oh, we can give you a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, but my first actual paid speaking engagement, uh, came, uh, and, and I, I feel like this is, this was certainly an important life lesson for me. Um, it actually came because I was willing to say no, um, which is a really hard thing to do early on, uh, because you're, you're so covetous of the opportunities and the experience. Um, but I had gotten a referral from um, some casual acquaintance uh, that a, a keynote speaker was needed for a big convention in Washington. And it was uh, for an association. It was going to be speaking to 2,700 people. So it was wow. a really large audience. And so I, they wrote to me. They said, you know, are you free? Would be interested in having you speak. And I wrote back and I said, yes, you know, in theory, I'm free that, that date. This sounds like a great event. Um, you know, how can we do this? What's, you know, what's your budget? What is that looking like? And so, of course, they email back and they say, oh, well, you know, we're a nonprofit association. So uh -oh. we were really hoping that you could do it for free. That's when you know they're go, okay, they're about to say, they're about to ask you to do it for free with the second they say nonprofit, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I mean, you know, if you think about it logically, this is a conference with 2,700 people. Yeah, come I mean, on. There's revenue there. I mean, they're they're spending more money on the the flowers or the you know the peanuts that they're handing out, and they want a keynote speaker who's going to be uh, creating the experience for their attendees for free. So it was it was a little bit you know disingenuous. So how'd you take them from, from from thinking free to get them to pay you? Yeah. So basically, what I did was, uh, you know, I I, I might under other circumstances, have been enough of a sucker to just say, oh, sure, okay, you know, 2,700 people, that would be a cool thing. Um, but instead, I actually was just really busy. Um, it was around the time of my book launch, and I knew I had a ton of stuff to do, and going to Washington was actually pretty inconvenient for Washington, me. Washington, D.C., right? Exactly, yeah. And so I, I wrote back to them, and, I'm, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. This sounds like a great event. I'd love to do it. But I have a million things to do with a book launch, and I just cannot. This is with reinventing you, right? Precisely, yeah. yeah my and what, first book. what year was that again? It was 2013, okay, two years got it, ago. Got it. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I said, you know, I just can't possibly do this for free. There's just too much opportunity cost for me. And so I sent that email and I was like, well, you know, so much for that. And they wrote back an hour later and said, oh, well, okay, how about $5,000? <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And I realized that the difference between zero and $5,000 was just being willing to say no. Mm. And that made me feel a lot better. And in the future, 
you know, from, from that point on, I felt a lot more confident asking for 5000 or 10000 or more dollars. And so what did they end up paying you for that first gig back in 2013? Yeah, so I I took the five. At that point, yeah. I was I was happy with that, and you know that for, for essentially a first paid gig, I'm like fantastic. Wow! Um, and between yeah. now and then, and between now and then, how many paid keynotes would you say you've delivered over the past? I guess that's two or three years. That's a that's a good question. I give um, I I know the exact numbers of talks that I give um, in. 2013, I gave 59 talks, oh, and God. in yeah, <laughs> in 2014, it was 61 talks. Um, I haven't actually calculated the number that I have done this year because mm-hmm. um, I usually run them at, at the end of the year. But you know, I mean, as the the rough breakdown is that if it's for uh, if it's for an academic institution, usually it's free. Um, sometimes if it's around a book launch, I will waive my fee sure. if they buy books. Um, so we try to to do it that way. How many way. books do you typically try and make them buy to do it for free? Um, you know, it, it's kind of a it, kind of a rolling thing. Generally, I shoot for um, like I'm I'm doing one uh, in a couple of weeks in DC where they're buying 250 books and and then also uh, giving me five grand. So it's like you know, kind of splitting uh, splitting things between books and some money. Yep. So yep. I feel like that's you know that's a decent win. Um, well, so normally, me, yeah, if I'm say, speaking, me, that's great that. to to kind of split it up between the book sales and the and the speaking fee. Yeah, it it actually works pretty well for the for the client oftentimes because it means they can draw from two different pockets of money. Mm. So they have they have more to play with because they have their speaking budget and the education budget. Wow, Top Tribe, that's a key takeaway here. What Dory did, understand what budget when you're selling to somebody, understand what budget you're pulling from and if you can if they're not going to willing to pay you what you want, try and take try and take or or generate or get revenue from two different buckets of kind of expense categories that the person you're selling to has and maybe you can get your way to your to your sales goal. So great great lesson there Dory. Let me just get a number. Back in 2014 you said you did 61 speeches. About how much income just from speeches did you make that year? So, I'm not 100% sure for 2014, but for this year I'm going to be making probably about somewhere between 125 dollars and $150,000 just from speaking. Wow, that's fantastic. So, $125,000 so far in 2015 just from speaking and walk us through these books. Again, everything I hear is they're hard to write. The editors want me to like edit it 7,000 times. We we battled back and forth about the cover design for like 5 weeks. How many how many um, in total volume you you launched reinvent you reinventing you back in 2013 what's the total volume of book sales that book has done across all so, channels at this point it's done over 30,000 wow um and that's that's actually a not totally updated number because uh they actually only this you know the sort of archaic publishing process they only give you your numbers um every six months so i'm actually due for an updated number because october is when they provide um the six month report but so, so i'd say somewhere between 30 and thirty-five thousand copies of reinventing you wow and and you just launched again the new book and and how and when was actually the launch date of standout April? That was at the end of April. Yes. So it's, it's been now, um, you know, what, f- four or five months, uh, that has sold now, uh, over 6,000 copies. So wow. Far. Wow. And are most of those bulk orders to audiences you're speaking to and the audience, you know, the, the organizers buy it in bulk. It's actually relatively, uh, relatively even in terms of, uh, individual versus bulk orders. The first time around with reinventing you, I had no clue about the importance of bulk orders. So mm-hmm. I didn't really 
emphasize it. But for Standout, um, in advance of the launch, you know, one of the things that I did to tee it up was for months, I, I would, uh, in preparation, try to get people to, uh, if they were booking commit. a speaking engagement with me, exactly, to commit, and then the, the sale would be triggered the first week that the book came out. So we had um, somewhere around... 1,750 or thereabouts uh, bulk orders for the book, um, you know, on, at the launch. Great. And, uh, and so since then, I've been continuing to drive it, but of course, it's in smaller increments. But so th there is a, f a fairly large percentage of people who have bought it as individuals. Well, guys, if you want these numbers that Dory has articulated, her book sales numbers, again, how she thought about public speaking and lending that first keynote, you can get all the show notes to this episode at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top eight. Two. Again, forward slash the top eight two. Okay, Top Tribe, sponsors are wanting to pay me a lot of money to get on the show, and I'm telling them all no because I don't want to waste your time. So help me out and go subscribe to the show in iTunes and then leave a rating and review. Dory, I don't know if you can hear it through the microphone, but my heart is beating faster, and that's because we are about to go into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? Speed round. Come on, Dory, yes. it's time for the famous five. Are you ready? We're doing it. All yes. right. Number one, what's your favorite business book besides reinventing you or stand out? My favorite one is Influence by Robert Cialdini. Ah, what a good one. Number two, is there a CEO that you are following or studying right now? So I am following, I, right at the moment, I would say my friend, Michael Port, who is, uh, we'll call him a CEO. He's, you know, a sort of a, a solo consultant, but he has his own empire and his new book, Steal the Show, is out today. And he's done a masterful job of promoting it and building up a business around that book. So I, I'm watching carefully what he does. Well, Dory, you beat him to the punch. He reached out to me. He is scheduled to come on mid-November uh, and that will be episode 99 for those of you interested but uh, i got a pre -co i got a copy of that book dory i gave it a read before it launched today obviously and it, i gotta tell you it is a book everyone needs to buy so we'll link to that in the show notes as well number three dory do you have a favorite online tool you know like evernote my one of my favorites, especially because I'm catching a flight very soon, is TripIt Pro, which is a fantastic business travel app that allows you to uh, to store all of your travel information in one place really easily. You don't have to remember which rental car agency you're using or whatever. It just it just snaps things out of mm. your email, puts them in one place, and then you can find them really easily. Oh, I love that TripIt. I'm gonna have to check that out now. Dory, you are building something really special, successful author, contributing to Harvard Biz and all these other places. I wonder if you're doing this in a balanced way. Yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Usually I don't, but not for lack of trying. I am a big believer <laughs> in sleep. I usually get probably about seven hours of sleep, uh, but that's that's only because uh, these days as I've gotten a little bit older, I can't sleep in as late. Um, but I uh, I love sleep and usually... Um, from, you know, midnight to seven or whatever. I, I, I do not shortchange myself there. There you go. Well, listen, Dory, the Top Tribe is wondering, you know, they love listening in and we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listening in and they always like it when I save them a lot of time. So the question I like to ask is, if you wish your 20-year-old self knew one thing, Dory, what would it be? So my 20-year-old self, what I, what I wish I had focused on, and, and I, I think all your listeners are smarter than me, so they probably are, <laughs> is, uh, is email list building. Um, I, I, was, uh, I, I was 
you know, half-hearted about it. I, I, I did have an email list, but I was half-hearted about building it uh, until relatively recently. And I, I think that that is just key to everything. There you go. And what are you at now in terms of number of community members on that list? Uh, just, just under 24,000. Wow. Wow. Amazing job. Well, Dory, what a story. People are going to want to follow you and follow your journey on this book launch and everything else you do in the future. If they want to do that, where can they connect with you online? Thank you, Nathan. My website is doryclark.com. It's D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com. And there are some fun things there uh, that folks can download. You mentioned one uh, at the beginning. Uh, It's a free 42-page standout workbook that folks can download off of my homepage. And uh, I have about 400 free articles that I've written that are all available on the site as well. You guys will also, when you go to her website and you scroll down one-third down the left side of the page, you're going to love her TEDx. It was a local one at Beacon Street Talk. You want to go watch that. It's called Finding Your Breakthrough Idea. So, Dory, people are going to check you out. I want to say thank you from launching your first book in 2013, getting your first paid speaking engagement for five grand, and now doing well over 125,000 bucks just in this year alone on speaking. Thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Top Tribe, yesterday morning, you met the man, Billy Murphy, and he showed you how to get 9,000 email leads all from Instagram. Okay, Top Tribe, sponsors are wanting to pay me a lot of money to get on the show, and I'm telling them all no because I don't want to waste your time. So help me out and go subscribe to the show in iTunes and then leave a rating and review.